I don't find snakes particularly supple. Jonathan, you've become so supple. <laughs> You're like a snake. How are you doing this? Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we're going to be talking about cryptids, animal hybrid monsters. Yes, there is something that has been sweeping mm-hmm. not only the our town, our state, our country, but the globe. And our family. Yes, people cannot stop talking about it. That's right. It seems like it has completely devoured uh, the entire consciousness of everybody on this planet. It's dominating the news cycle. Yeah. Animal Crossing comes out, if you're listening real time, today. Yes, yes. As this episode drops on Apple Podcasts, you will be able to get Animal Crossing as well. Mm -hmm. If only this episode could actually be sponsored by Nintendo, but instead (laughs) it is sponsored by our need to distract ourselves. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to to live in Animal Crossing. (laughs) That's where I live now. Kristen and I immediately uh, started making plans to distract Mm -hmm. ourselves by getting Animal Crossing. Our mom just got a switch so that she can get Animal Crossing. That's right. And we we all got online so Mm -hmm. we can like do the online component and visit each other's villages and stuff yes. like that. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking yeah. about, Animal Crossing is a Nintendo game that is all about kindness <laughs> and pleasantries. You play as the only human living in a teeny tiny town where the other residents are all like eagles yeah. and mice and, and owls. Owls. And you can walk around, you can go fishing, you can plant Seems flowers. Great. This is primarily what the game is about. Yeah, it's very gentle. with cute other animals. So we're all going to build our own towns, visit each other's mm-hmm. towns. Uh, but for Guide to the Unknown, we figured, well, hey, there are a lot of human-animal hybrids that right. pop up through mythology and folklore. Why not cover them and do a little Animal Crossing tie-in? Exactly. And also do a little, at the end of the episode, creating verbally... Our Animal Crossing, what, islands? Is that what's going to be in this? I think so. I think we live on islands. Islands. Our ideal islands of these monsters. What we would like to inhabit our little village Yeah, we want to create an Animal Crossing where the animals that we're living with are monster animals. Yeah. So it'll be fun. It's going to be a fun, cute episode. Yeah, we got a bunch of like weird animal-human hybrid monsters to share with you on this episode. There's going to be a ton. That's right. And if you're listening on Friday, there's a thread in the Guides to the Unknown Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash gttupod that invites you to create your own little area of monster hybrids. Tell us the things that you would like to inhabit your Animal Crossing. Oh, very Very cool. We can even, if you look in the show notes, we're going to put our friend codes down there so that you can friend us if you're also getting Animal Crossing and we can visit each other's towns and have a very pleasant time together. Let's live inside there. So let's talk about some monsters. Yeah. Actually, first, Mm -hmm. why don't we talk about us for a quick second? Because if you are not a common listener of Guide to the Unknown, what do you need to know? Mm -hmm. Kristen and I do this show every Friday on all major podcast apps. There's a YouTube version you can watch. On Wednesdays, you can watch us record it live on YouTube. Every week, we talk about monsters, folklore, pop culture, anything creepy, and we have a good time doing it. You can follow us on social media by following at GTTUPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram Mm -hmm. to keep up to date with our projects. You can go to TeePublic dot com slash user slash gttu pod if you decide hey i love this and i need to have it on a shirt right now you can get actual guide to the unknown merch you can drink out of our mug 
And the merch is on sale if you're listening in real time. So from March 18th to March 22nd, all of Tee Public is on sale up to 35%. So a bunch of our stuff is way marked down. So now is the time. That's Sunday, March 22nd. This stuff is on sale, but it's always available. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, you can also back us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash pot. If you become another world warrior starting in our $4 tier that you can edit that for, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get access to a bunch of bonus material from us, uh, including including future stuff as we add more and more. That's we right. Just did an episode where I exposed Kristen to a bunch of clips of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, because I have been very resistant to Nightmare on Elm Street. I just find him gross, and Will has told me that the story behind it is really neat, and so he forced me to watch these clips, and through them I got marginally more accepting. But I will say we recorded it. Uh, almost about a week ago, and I have made no moves to go any further. But I'm at least a little more open-minded now. Yeah, we'll fix that. But for yeah. <laughs> sure, you can go right now and listen and watch yeah. us uh, check out these Freddy Krueger clips. We couldn't even play you a clip on this show. No, it's totally a Patreon thing. It's it's not allowed in general, but we can kind of like sneak things in over there. So a lot yeah. of our shows over there have cool audio or video components that are uh, – Technically not allowed here, but you can enjoy them over on patreon.com slash pod. We're rule breakers. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some weirdo animals and monsters and stuff. Let's do it. Okay. All right, William, I'm going to start us off with werewolves. Yes. Okay. The big was, guns of the episode. I was shocked by this. Okay. I kind of thought I knew like everything there was to know about werewolves. I just didn't think there was that much to know. I was like, okay, so you, you, I don't know what its origin point is. I still don't really, but you get bitten by a werewolf and it makes you turn into a werewolf. Sure. And when the full moon comes out at night, you get all wolfy. And that's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. No, that yet. there's a yet. There's a lot more to it. Okay. I was really, really surprised. Do you think you know anything about, thing about werewolves beyond that? I. Maybe not. I know that they are weak to silver bullets. Oh, right. That's right. right. I didn't even cover that, but yes. I know that. I know, obviously, things that almost aren't even worth mentioning, like they turn into werewolves at the full moon. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I just said it, so I thought it was I'm worth mentioning. repeating what I know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think probably outside of that, I might know only like the bare bones of werewolves. I kind of thought there was that was all there was to know, but I'm wrong. So just so you guys know, in case you don't already, um, werewolves are also ni- known as lycanthropes, and the study of them is lycanthropy. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see that as like a root of a word or a name or something, know that's like a little wink and that it's a werewolf thing. Sure. Um, so they come, the idea of them, from European folklore and medieval times, and they came around as an idea or a belief around the same time as the belief and fear of witches as far as like you know scary dangerous witches and there were even trials accusing people of being werewolves while there were witch trials there were werewolf trials yes far fewer but there were werewolf wow. trials. I wonder how you test. Like for witches, they were like, if you float, <laughs> you're a witch or whatever. I happen to know. Um, so I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to that, how you can find That's out. Fair, but yeah. yes. So there, it was a very small fraction, but the persecution of, sur- of supposed werewolves started in Switzerland in the 1500s and it spread through Europe through the 1800s, which seems late to me. 
through the from the 1500s to, to the, the 1800s. 1800s very scattered not a huge thing which is why we don't know about it the same way we know about witches but it was a thing huh. so there was a famous case of a man whose name was peter stump um people aren't sure his name was peter i mean no, excuse me they're not sure that his last name was really stump or not <laughs> but apparently you're not gonna laugh apparently he was missing a hand oh. so he had a stump so it's not even a making fun of thing it's like a weird evolution of names and words. Like we were talking about this recently. I can't remember why, but um, it, it just may have gotten integrated with his identity. And then right. people, when they passed it down, said that it was his name. That That's a shame. It's not great. He must have had a prior name. We don't know it. His name is well, Peter the, Two Hands. Yeah. And they had and to change that. And then it turned into to Peter Stump. Yeah. I'd seen Peter Stump. I don't know if that's just kind of a different pronunciation or spelling of it. Weird. But... Anyway, we're not totally sure, but he was accused and eventually killed for being a werewolf, um, partially because he confessed to committing heinous murders while in that form. And it seems like it was like a confession under duress sort of thing. Right. It's heavy stuff, but interesting. So if you're curious about it, it turns out that they cover his story in episode three of the podcast Lore, and they even um, cover it in the TV show Lore in episode five. Huh. So if you're curious about the Peter Stump story, you can head over there. So I wanted to find out how people transform into werewolves because I seriously thought it was just the full moon. Boom, Bob's your uncle. But there's way more than that and even way more than the idea of being bitten. There are oh. lots of different ways to become a become a werewolf. Interesting. Um, some of them are pretty simple. I feel like we could probably become a werewolf fairly easily by this criteria. Oh, okay. Okay. Is this a guide? Could we... Yes, this is part of our guide to the unknown. We've made it known. This is how you become a werewolf. Um, So you can put on a belt made of wolf skin because the belt is thought to symbolize the entire body of the wolf. Maybe it's in the middle of the body. Could that be a thing? The entire thing is just the beltiness of it? I know. And that's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm wondering if because a belt is at your midsection, perhaps I'm overthinking this, it's at the equator of the bod. Right. So it's covering the northern and southern hemispheres at least a little bit. So maybe that's why it can act as a proxy for an entire wolf body. It feels to me like somebody was just coming up with excuses to be like, he's a werewolf. Yeah, it does. He's wearing a wolf belt. <laughs> yes, it does sound like that. Yeah. But so you can do that because it symbolizes enough of being a wolf that that seems to do the trick. Um, you can rub on a magical salve. Salve. Sa- yeah, salve. Salve. How did I say it? Salve? Salve. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Salve. Whatever uh, that is. Rub on magic goo, goo. and it'll turn you into a werewolf. Exactly. Magical goo. Um, that's all there is to that? It's just rub magic yes. goo on yourself and bam, you're a werewolf? <laughs> they didn't go into further detail. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's whatever the opposite of wolf spain is yeah. in the magical plant kingdom. Um, this one I think is cool, but also dicey. You can drink water from the footprint of a wolf. What if you get the wrong footprint? Yeah. What if you get it from like a raccoon footprint? You turn it a little That's much smaller, man. but still, you know, yeah, a dog or something like this. Some, yeah. Well, even a wolf, which is far larger than a dog, I would assume the dog. footprints are still pretty small. Yeah. It's what probably like a thimble of water. Yeah, exactly. You're slurping around on all fours. I think you got to do a dip. Is it? Is the idea with that maybe um, sort of like somebody who is lost in the woods mm. or has befallen an unfortunate fate right. uh, and is struggling to survive could further be cursed? 
I like the idea of that. Yeah. It didn't elaborate about that exactly, but it's definitely thought to be, I mean, what else would it be? But it's thought to be kind of a magical thing because okay. connected to that way of becoming a werewolf is drinking water from a magical stream. It was like, you can either drink water from a werewolf's footprint or you can drink water from a magical stream. So obviously there's a magical water component to this one. Magical stream is far nicer, far kinder, oh, yeah. far more plausible. And easier Easy. and probably more pleasant because it's a footprint than it must be in dirt or mud or something. Right. I don't think they're doing plaster casts like when you're a kid. How down on your luck do you have to be to be slurping water out of a <laughs> wolf's footprints? It's bizarre. It's. I'm not going to tell you it's not tough. Maybe you're desperate to become a werewolf because maybe people are oh. seeking these out to become a werewolf. Maybe there are people who track wolves and they're like, all right, see, it's, it's Prince. Now I have to wait for a rain. Oh. And then they're like, finally. Yeah, I bet there are people in werewolf stories who view it as not a curse, but as a gift. Yes, because it is often regarded as a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, Like the universe or God has put this on you. Yeah. But you're right. I'm sure there are people. I mean, there are people who like identify as vampires. So I was I'm wondering. Yes. Yeah, so, so I was wondering if there are people and I should have looked it up. It's annoying to say I was wondering and then I didn't do anything about it. But I was wondering if there are people like today now who I self-identify as werewolves. I'm going to say Probably. Yes. I would think so. <laughs> Without having anything to back it up, I'm going to go with a hard yes. I think you're right. Yeah. I feel confident also saying yes. Yeah. I wonder if they, I wonder t- if they like honor the old ways ever by like drinking water out of a footprint i certainly hope they phrase it like that (laughs) oh the old ways yeah (laughs) right (laughs) um and you can also this is something that it'd probably be easy to honor the old ways these two could go together quite nicely depending on the person um drinking a special beer it's i guess a specific like wolfy beer and reciting an incantation Hmm, okay sounds kind of nice um and or Sleeping outside on a summer night with the full moon directly on your face. So this seems precarious because you could very well do that by accident. Yeah, totally. You know, like at least drinking a beer reciting an incantation is very deliberate. But what if you're like an outside campy person and you just enjoy basking in the full moon and you've accidentally made yourself a werewolf? The old world yeah. feels as though it is full of perils to avoid absolutely i feel like there are trip wires everywhere that could turn you into all manner of things exactly very risky very careful yes you really do so i was thinking this is editorializing but i was thinking that maybe that's why there were some parallels drawn between witches and werewolves back in the day because you could become a werewolf of your own doing the same way that maybe you can be they see it as you can become a witch of your own doing and then you have these magical powers maybe they're like oh they can also become a werewolf who knows how we're going to deal with that. That's a big deal. And so they kind of were in line with each other. Do you know if like, because I'm still thinking of the idea of like a werewolf as being you transform into the the beast form mm-hmm. at the full moon. Right. Do you know if that was the understanding around this time? Like, were these people supposedly falling asleep and having the moonlight hit their face and then they become this ravenous monster that's outside their own control every month i don't know what i was reading was talking about a bunch of different belief systems um and geographically in werewolves so it varies from place to place so i don't know that it's it would make sense that in that scenario that if you're sleeping with the full moon on your face that you turn to a wolf right then um i'm not sure i was also interested to see that you don't always turn into a werewolf and the idea of werewolves Mm. like that's one kind of part of it but some people physically remain unchanged while a part of themselves becomes separate from them 
basically like becoming their familiar. Oh. It's like a piece of their soul becomes the wolf. Oh, that's very weird. Very weird. Uh, so there's still a connection, though, in that case, when it's like the werewolf is separate from the person. If that werewolf gets injured, then the person whose werewolf that is gets a corresponding injury. Ooh. So the werewolf could be like out at night scavenging, doing bad werewolf things, and it could get a cut on its leg, and that person will find that they have a cut on their leg or something. Huh. They're they're linked. I like the idea. They have a reciprocity. That. that also reminds me that I think that, granted, you know, I'm not terribly boned up on werewolves myself. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have seen the Universal Monster Wolfman. I know. I stuff. don't really remember it. Yeah, but I definitely associate werewolves with like. We've got to get the wolf. But I was only able to butt stab it with this fork in the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a man like the next limping morning. later. But that's like sign of evidence that but, he was the wolf. Right, but that's because he was the wolf right. in that instance. In this, these are two separate physical beings, yeah. but they'll still get the same injury. Oh, I still. I, it's it's crazier, but yeah. I still love that. Oh, I do too. Like, we harmed the monster, and now the man is yes. showing signs that will lead us to realize, like, right, it's David. Yes. <laughs> Get him! David's like a walking telltale heart, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Oh, so it could also be the soul leaving the body to roam in werewolf form, uh, leaving the person in a trance state while it does its thing. Hmm. So whereas, I think I used the word soul before, but let's just say that is for some reason just some other other piece of you, and you can be going about your business. And this other thing that has now become part of you is roaming and doing its thing in this other scenario it's that it's such an integral part of you that's leaving your body at that time that you're not here the lights are kind of out and you're sort of like entranced and your computer is shut down while that part of you is roaming free that's cool too because Mm -hmm. that means that if people caught on right the wolf is out there running around while your body is snoozing in the cabin Mm -hmm. they might realize well hey if we want to kill this wolf which keeps attacking to us we could really just kill the snoozing guy. I don't know that the reciprocity works that way. It should for, it for should. Like a fun story. Though. It definitely should for a fun story. But I just found stuff about injuring the wolf, injuring the person. Mm. It doesn't mean that it doesn't work both ways, but I could see it not. See, it makes me think of uh, Independence Day or any number of stories where like, you take out the mothership, right. you take out the lead vampire, and right. everyone They're else all turns linked. into a human. Take yeah. out the snoozing body, mm-hmm. and that crazy wolf that's running around will stop terrorizing us right but what if the snoozing body's your friend hey listen you got to figure out another way oh there's no other way i guess if they're linked there's no other way Yeah, there's no other way you got to try to reintegrate them oh bring the wolf to the snoozing person yeah you got to try to reintegrate them somehow and then and then neutralize that part of the person yeah so if you were to get all like psychological about it like maybe there's like some sort of anger that almost forms a tulpa outside that person in werewolf form and maybe if you can reconcile that anger within the person it can just merge back in and make them whole and make the wolf go away hey great line for a werewolf movie Mm -hmm. you bring out the beast in me my god that's so good great totally original I bet that shows up in most werewolf things. I would imagine yeah. so. Hey, you know what I didn't think about? Beast of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Is he a wolf? No, he's not a wolf. He's like a... No, he's like he a... Uh, he's like a... He's got horns. Yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah. Bullish like a, figure, maybe. Yeah, he looks like... What? A bison. He does look like a bison. Yeah, he's basically a bison. Yeah, is he like a buffalo? Is a buffalo a bison? I don't know. Is it a bison? What do you mean? Is it a... Oh, or is it is bison? Is how you would... Do, yeah. 
I would say a bison. I'm moving on. I don't really know. I feel like this is like reminiscent of Jessica Simpson's like chicken of the sea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's any we, reason we for to, us to let's pr- not dwell pursue here. this. Yeah, let's I, continue. I agree. Uh, I will say when I went to Disney a few weeks ago and Ryan and I went to Be Our Guest, which is like the Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant that they had, we went into the like scary area of it. I don't think I told you this. No. Um, there's a ballroom area that is light and then you go a little bit further and there's like the scary beast area where he was mad oh. so there's like tattered stuff hanging all over the place and i don't know if you remember in the movie when the beast like goes ham about something there's a portrait of himself as a human that he's slashed with his claw and so they have that over a fake fireplace and every once in a while there's lightning and Ooh. stuff and the portrait switches to a picture of the beast and then back real quick that's awesome. Yeah, like the lightning happened and I saw people sitting around us looking around and I was like, what must be happening? I'm not sure. And so I like really eagle at it and it's really fast, which is very cool, I that's feel like. Cool. They don't like they don't give you a hand. Sure. You really that's have the to catch it, which I make it, it makes it better. It's even better that you could miss out yeah. on a teeny attention to detail. Thing. I didn't know at least twice and then I caught it. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. I do remember as a wee lad mm-hmm. wearing my knee pants. Yes. That uh that part of Beauty and the Beast did scare me. The, oh, me the too. The scary part of the mansion where he's been like full of rage yeah. for decades. Yeah. Is interesting. Yes, me too. That part was scary. Uh, so let me see. Where was I? Okay. My favorite line from Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. sorry, is probably, no. I've been full of rage for decades. Like Zach Bagans. <laughs> I'm full of rage. <laughs> <laughs> They have a lot in common. Let me take stock of my emotions. Yeah, they name their emotions. They make them separate from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. And that beast is making himself. I'm full of rage is, is is making himself. Zach always says, I feel rage. I feel rage. Keeping it separate. Yeah. The beast could take a note. You're right. The beast could learn a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. Beauty of the Beast would be far less satisfying if he was like, I've come to terms with my condition. Exactly. But maybe maybe he needs that more I'm than he needed. It. <laughs> it's cool. Maybe... If he did, then he wouldn't need true love's kiss or whatever. Right. Because you're really, all you need is yourself. You know, Beauty and the Beast has the same problem as a lot of movies do. Um, this is neither here nor there, just sprang to mind. Uh-huh. Um, where the entire point of the movie is we've got to transform this beast back into a human. <laughs> I know. But then as soon and as And it's you reliant do, on something else. Yeah. They, they don't have any real agency Well, there's it. that, but also like- are, we don't want I don't care about the no, human I know. version of him yeah, the only totally. interesting thing in the movie is the beast yeah so as soon as like you turn Chip into a little boy and Mrs. Potts is just Angela Lansbury well that's why we get the hell out of there too sweet because now it's boring now these are just normal people in a mansion didn't they make sequels to the car- how did they justify him being a did they just yeah, say it took place at the same time probably Maybe. They must have. They must have. I don't know. Uh, one of the last All things... you want is the beast. It's like the Hunger Games. Yes. Where they're like, we've got to get rid of these Hunger Games. Yeah. It's but... like, well, what else are we going to do? I don't want to just hang out in District 4. That's what I want. What am I supposed to do? Go to Pan's house or whatever that bread boy is named? <laughs> Pita. Pita. Which is funny because he makes bread. Is that his name? I'd say Pita? it's the opposite of funny. <laughs> <laughs> is it Pita? Yeah. Yeah. Pipa. Peepa, peepee. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to say about about be our guest is that um, <laughs> the people who were the servers, I heard it happen twice, and like it wasn't as it wasn't as extreme as just being like, Bleh. but like it has to get old, so you're gonna lose some of your vim and vigor. They'd be like, 
Okay, enjoy. Uh, put our service to the test. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> That's great. Put our service to the test. Yeah, like it wasn't that downtrodden. That'd be funnier, but it was just like I'd say it's a million times a day, so I'm just getting through. It's like okay, put our service to the test. Welcome. Not not as pe- peppy as you would think. Come on in. Hope yeah. you have fun. Yeah, try the grace of it's delicious. It's delicious. Okay, so werewolf lore says that there are telltale signs someone is a werewolf, even when they're in human form, you can tell it. And I feel like I remember this from some things. It's like ringing a bell to me. I'm not even sure what. Um, that they'll have a unibrow, curved nails, low set ears, and a quote, swinging stride. What is that? I don't know. Like They're a swinger. I guess. You know, with all that wolfish energy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess they have like an animal kind of way of moving or something. But I feel like it's been a thing that like, I don't know, they'll have somebody who has kind of wolfish features play a werewolf. And you're right. like, oh, that makes sense. You well, know what I mean? Jack Nicholson was a wolf. Yes. I've never seen that movie. Have, have you? Nope. That seems scary to me. I bet it is. Yeah. I, I feel like I also... always kept that at arm's length because it like looked too much. Yes. I'm also going to go out on a limb and say it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's guess. supposed to be a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here is a way that you can test and see if somebody's a werewolf when they're in human form. This is gross to me. It said that if you cut a piece of flesh from someone accused of being a werewolf, it'll have hair on it, like on Ew. the inside. That's crazy. I know, gross. A like big the wolf tell. is just under the surface of your skin. Yeah, kind of. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's hard to tell. So as far as like, you know, humans have these wolfy features that might make you be like, that might be a werewolf. But it doesn't work as easily the other way in a lot of folklore around this where you can be like, oh, that wolf is a werewolf. They kind of just look like wolves. Except in Swedish tales of werewolves, they say that werewolf uh, that wolves that are werewolves actually run on three legs instead of four legs. So I guess you have to watch very carefully, but they're always keeping the fourth leg extended backward three as they stance. Yeah. Three-point stance as they run. Interesting. Very weird. Um, as we said before, it's sometimes considered a punishment doled out from the universe for something that you've done becoming a werewolf. God might curse you to become one. This begs the question, can you unbecome one? So the Greeks and Romans thought that physical exhaustion could cure it, which seems like it would suck. So oh they just make God. people like work out like super hard to make them not be a werewolf. Just play let's get physical and <laughs> really wear them out. <laughs> Talk about uncomfortable 80s stuff like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Movie where you're like, uh-oh. Oh, no. But I used to watch our Laserdisc of the Olivia Newton-John Let's oh Get God. Physical album that had all of the videos on it. So much. We watched she that was like, so much. Okay, look, I don't want to take credit from her, but everybody freaked out, be, freaked out when Beyonce dropped self-titled Beyonce and it had all music videos for every single song. Olivia Newton-John did that in the 80s. Is that right? Yeah, I think that that Laserdisc just had videos for every song on her album. Listen, we watch that Let's Get Physical music video <laughs> so frequently. I know. You really got to, you know, thank the stars that the internet came along. That's what we were up to. Watching Let's Get Physical. It wasn't just the video for the song Let's Get Physical. It was a video for each song on the album. Oh, boy. I think. I, I think, right? I remember watching Let's Get Physical. I remember that, but I feel like there was... Did she transform big fat guys into, yes. uh, like, svelte bodybuilder boys? Oily ones. I wonder if that had an effect on my psyche. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Olivia not Newton great. John will never like me in my current Yeah, she's form. judging me. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. Um, I also watched uh, Heavyweights recently, and I feel like 
It's not great. Yeah. But it is great. It is great. It's hilarious. Um, So Greeks and Romans thought that physical exhaustion could cure vamp, or excuse me, like werewolfism, lycanthropy. And in medieval Europe, they tried to do it medicinally um, with plants using wolfsbane as well as exorcism. They Mm. gave that a go. Cool. Uh, German werewolves were pretty low key. It's pretty easy to change back from a werewolf. You just needed to address it three times by its Christian name. So if you were a werewolf in Germany, I'd just have to be like, looking at a wolf be like william 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 and then it turns back you're not a werewolf anymore apparently Dita. <laughs> oh, Dita. Dita. you know what they call werewolves in germany hmm. werewolves yep <laughs> i felt it coming <laughs> and um danish people said you just had to give the werewolf a stern talking to they said you have to quote scold it that is what you have to do with stop dogs. that hey true. no no that's Get true. down. Stop it. Stop it. And then they stop being a werewolf. Okay. So I thought I would leave us with just, uh, as far as werewolves, with just some excerpts from, from from some famous werewolf songs. Here's a few lines from Werewolf Bar Mitzvah from 30 Rock. Yeah. Performed by Tracy Jordan in the show Morgan in Real Life. So just part of it. Um, I'm not going to try to do it in the thing. I was working late night on my Haftorah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes. He says, tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the Wolfin clan. (laughs) Tomorrow you will stand at the Bima and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bay. Wow. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary, scary, boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. That listen, <laughs> it's genius. It's so it's genius. Incredibly funny to have a character on that show try to have made their own thriller, but it's about werewolves and the line "boys becoming men, men, men becoming, becoming wolves." wolves. It is, is incredible, truly genius, and so funny. Yeah. Okay, and then the last thing is that song "Werewolves of London." You know, like sure, uh, I love okay. Werewolves of London. It's a sweet song. Yeah. Okay, so there's just a little part of it. You hear him howling around your kitchen door. You better not let him in. Little old lady got mutilated last night. Werewolves of London again. He's the hairy-haired gent who ran amok in Kent. Lately, he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. I'd like to meet his tailor. Wow. Wait, what? I guess because he's what? like dressed like a slick man or something. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. know. Very weird. The song is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Now I'm going to talk about the goat man from Creepypastas. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a story called Anansi's Goat Man, and we don't know who wrote it. Oh, is that right? Yes. It's anonymous. Ooh, I love that. Is it Anansi? Maybe. Maybe it's Anansi. But it was, no, I don't. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't think so. I tried Googling it, and people just made jokes about who wrote it. Nobody really knows. Yeah, I only knew that this is a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Will um, gave me this lead. Yeah, I because I, I was looking for things that are like half man, half animal things. So beyond like werewolves. Yeah. What's another half man thing? And I remember this creepy pasta that went around and people loved. Right. But I don't know that I ever read it or anything. It's so I kind of summarized it. It's pretty long. It's not like insanely long or anything, but I'm just going to tell you cool stuff in it. It'll sure. still follow the narrative, but okay. you know, I'm going to kind of smush it. Um, so it's a story about friends camping in a trailer in the woods, and they're joined by strangers at one point who are friendly. And it's like a large group of people, and they were told to stick together because there's a large animal in the woods. It's a large group of people, like I said, and not everybody knows each other in the group. It's like a group of family and then a group of kind of new friends. Mm. 
So one and this is presented like it's a real thing, like this person is telling you something this that happened, happened to them. Right. right. So one night, some of them are and I, I I get the feeling that it's a large trailer. It's not just like a little RV. It's like this big thing. It's they said that it's on a relative's property who likes to hunt and they have multiple trailers. So it sounds to me like this is pretty expansive. Yeah. So one night some of the people are in and some of them are out. Um, the author is inside and he says that there's a small uh, I assume it's a he. I think maybe he says it's he. I'm going to keep saying he. He says that there's a strong smell of ozone something coppery and they start hearing people running outside booking it so the group that was outside runs into the trailer and tells them that they saw something creepy out in the forest that started making quote gibbering sounds that seemed like they were all around them they said they also experienced the same kind of coppery smell so they hauled ass back to this trailer so the author's cousin says that a native kid at his school told him about the goat man in these woods and they all tell him to shut up because they're freaked out. They're like, just don't even don't talk about the goat man. Right. I don't even want to hear, hear it. It's like probably something normal. You're just making us scared. Yeah. And they think maybe it's somebody messing with them. So the author says, seemingly years later, that he roomed with a Native American person in college and that the author asked him about the goat man, having had this experience when they were younger, and that they told him that the goat man is a shapeshifter with the head of a goat who likes to get among groups of people and mess with them. And that it's kind of something like a Wendigo and that it's kind of a bad idea to even talk about him. So... Now we go back to present day. Okay. The smell goes away suddenly, like turning off a light switch. They say it's not like it faded, but that smell was strong and then it's just not there. And then it keeps coming and going throughout the following day. So they're all of them are staying inside the camper. They're all freaked out and they decide to make a brats hot dogs for lunch. <laughs> so 12 come in a pack and he counts that there are 12 people in the cabin and then they realize there should only be 11 of us. Who's the 12th person? There were only 11 of us this whole time. Wait a minute. This story comes to a crescendo because of the count of hot dogs. It's not even a crescendo yet, but the count is very important and the hot dogs play a large role. This it's is the like first time. on Lost when they were- And I like in- a hot dog on a large role. Of course. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. This is like on Lost when they were going to the manifest and they realized that there was somebody- Oh, yeah, it in is. their survivor party who was not on the manifest of the plane. It's exactly that. Wait a minute. I've prepared the proper amount of hot dogs for the amount of people here. <laughs> But I shouldn't have been able to. Yeah. How did this work? I I had already decided I'd have the extra one. <laughs> to tell you the truth, there's a complicated thing. It's not quite as simple as I was saying, where like the dude's cousin is like, oh, why are you taking two hot dogs? We only have enough for 11 people. And it, the head count is off. It's like a little long and I was a little confused. But the gist is. The gist is hot dog math. Hot dog math. They look around. They're like, why did I count 12? There should only be 11 people. Yeah. Then he counts again. And he's like, there are 11 people here. Who was here? Like, gotcha. this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to get us off track. I just, I was always bad at hot dog math in high school. Look, so, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So one of the girls says that. Whoever the 12th person was, somebody had grabbed her leg at one point and leaned in and said something weird that she couldn't understand. I guess they figure out who's who. And she's like, okay, the person who did this isn't here anymore. Um, So everybody continues to be freaked out. Now they only go outside in groups. Their numbers repeatedly change over the days. They're noticing people are here and they're not really registering it properly. We just go with it. The girl who was says she was touched by the thing at one point does this weird convulsing motion that our author only sees from behind, but it looks like she's either faced away from him and heaving 
or like cracking up where you're like shaking and he's looking at her outside by themselves and everything is silent but she's like really moving like some noise should be coming out which is very weird um this is very cool at one point one of the campers friends arrives like a stranger not stranger but like somebody new comes into camp and they he tells them about a strange girl he saw in the woods who he assumed must have been one of their friends who was also making her way to the trailer. And he feared that they'd walk together, but she kept lagging behind him. She would never walk with him or next to him. And no matter what he did to change his pace, she just kept being behind him. And he described the same kind of weird coppery smell. And he said at one point he asked if she was okay because he was like, is she injured or something? Like, why is she just like walking behind so slow? And she said something that he didn't understand. So he turned around and she was right there all of a sudden. She's been behind, behind. He's trying to get her to catch up. And all of a sudden she's right there where he had to back up. He also, because he thought she was moving slow, offered to carry her. And when he reached out to kind of be like, hey, can I help you? Like maybe touch her shoulder or something. She was off to the side of where he reached. Like he misjudged the distance of grabbing her. Or touching her, That's weird. but he was looking right at her. So it was like she was moving out of his grasp, like imperceptibly, didn't make any sense. And then she eventually disappeared after being behind him, and he thought she must have taken another route to them. And it was super weird, but now he's here and he knows everything's really weird. Sure. So then one night they hear this half knocking, half clawing at the door of the trailer at about 11 o'clock, and he posts a link. He's like, it sounded like this, but not funny. A link to that video of like cats on YouTube talking, being like, wah, 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 or whatever. You know cats what I mean? Cats talking is hilarious, but yes. if you were scared Unsettling. and you heard somebody just going like, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. That, thank you, thank you. I couldn't remember it. I am Big blah, Billy, blah, blah. The real wet willy. Yeah. Look so, up Big Billy the cat. I love the way he talks. <laughs> so if you heard half knocking and half clawing with that, very scary. They ignore it because they're scared. And then around two o'clock in the morning, so about three hours later, they say that this sounds, it sounds like a combination of women screaming and cat cats like screaming, yelling, whatever, is all around them. Somebody goes outside and shoots into the air because shotguns are also involved in this. It doesn't stop, but eventually it dies down finally. Before they leave, they realize that a window in the bathroom has been left unlocked this entire time. And so they think that that's probably how this thing, the goat man, got in and out and was able to just kind of mess with their heads, mess with their numbers and throw them off guard. So it never actually like injures or hurts anybody, but just makes them scared and unsettled the whole time. That's fascinating. So it just sows discord. Yeah, that's its whole thing. Even the in the movie The Thing, which is a fantastic movie, the point seems to be to uh, for the thing to you know steal your form and survive and maybe make its way through you i don't even mm-hmm. know if the thing really wants to kill everybody right but like people certainly die i'm about to one say it, one it, in that movie. it does but yeah primarily because people are hunting it right a lot of the time right mm-hmm. i don't know yeah wait what happens that makes it turn into that spider thing uh when it Doesn't turns it... into the spider thing it's because they are trying to uh resuscitate uh-huh. A guy who they think is dead, but is really the thing. Right. And so they would have found out that he was. Yeah. And maybe but the so thing even he... thought that the paddles, you know, the defibrillator okay. paddles, maybe even thought that that was an attack. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Um, but like, I love the idea of the goat man just being like, yeah, I don't even particularly want anything. No, I just like messing. Maybe he gets some sort of power from that. It's far more like low level anxiety and... rather than screams feed yeah. him. There's like something about that frequency that like feeds him. It's really freaky deaky. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Cool, right? This episode is brought to you by Better Help. That's Better H E L P online counseling. Kristen, I don't like talking to you. 
I don't like talking to you either. I would love to talk to someone else. Okay, I've got great news for you because BetterHelp is there. That's right. So BetterHelp is online therapy that you can do from your phone or from your computer. And there are a couple of ways you can customize it for what is the best for you. You can have sessions where you have an appointment time where you're talking one-on-one in real time to a counselor. And you can also talk to them anytime you want throughout your day when you're stressed out and you need a place to vent, you can text to your therapist and have that outlet in the moment. It's really awesome. All the BetterHelp counselors are licensed professionals. And not only that, but BetterHelp is a lot more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Yes. Go sign up right now. Go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash G-T-T-U pod. You're going to get 10% off your first month. Uh, Tell them Willie and Chrissy sent you. Absolutely. Now back to Guide to the Unknown. Okay. Well, hey. All right. My turn. Mm-hmm. So I looked up um, a few things and then I remembered a bunch of stuff truly like a half hour before we started recording. Yeah. So if we have time, I'll talk about some additional stupid animal. I don't think we're going to have time. So maybe that could be like a little extra or uh, something. Maybe. Maybe. They're crazy. Uh, yeah. Can I just tell you that it's Animorphs? I remember that Animorphs exist. <laughs> Let's do like a bonus video or something like that. I'll tell you what. There's nothing to say about Animorphs. Okay. Okay. Just that they exist. It's that Animorph exi- exists. I actually did come across Animorphs. Did you really? Yes, I did. I forgot they existed. And then, I did Like too. a half hour before we were about to go, I was like, oh, crap, Animorphs. I saw a picture of like a girl turning into a rat or something. Oh, I, I love how stupid those books look. <laughs> I know. I looked it up. All I, all I have is that it's about human kids who gain the ability to Animorph. Yeah. <laughs> to fight aliens that are big slugs called the Yerks. Okay. That's what that's about. I had no idea. Hmm, I've never read an Animorph book. They can transform into any animal they touch, but they have to uh, change back into a human within two hours or they'll be stuck as that animal. Oh, boy. The clock's ticking. Clock is ticking. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Kind of interesting, but whatever. All right. Here's a cool thing. Oh, man. I was pumped having looked into this because I didn't know what I was going to get. What do you know about the Sphinx? Like almost nothing. Right? Yeah. I knew nothing about a Riddler. The Sphinx. Exactly. Yeah. Loves a good riddle. Loves a riddle. I knew the Sphinx as the great Sphinx of uh, Giza. Right. Literally the 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 woman's head on the lion's body that right. you can visit. The nose was knocked off by Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Batman villain. Right. Isn't well, there? There's King Tut. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty cool. It's pretty cool too, Kristen. It's Don't get cool. me wrong. <laughs> But so here's what a sphinx is. It's got the head of a woman, the haunches of a lion, and the haunches. Wings. Haunches. Haunches. And the I wings. was even making fun of your pronunciation. It's just a funny word. <laughs> Look at his haunches. haunches. I actually took a picture of Crumbs' haunches today because they were all wrinkly. I meant Look, to send it to you. Molly and Crumbs' haunches are adorable. Yeah. Uh, and it has the wings of a bird. Sometimes its tail is a snake. Ugh. So it's shown up in a ton I'm of like pop culture um, and folklore throughout you know decades. There is mm-hmm. a sort of sphinx in every culture hmm. around the globe. Yeah. Sometimes it's a woman's head on a leopard's body and stuff. Right. But I'm going to talk about primarily the Sphinx that you picture when I say Sphinx. Cool. So uh, she's even a symbol of the Freemasons. Oh, yeah. that's cool. But almost in a sort of totemic kind of way, the Freemasons use the Sphinx image just to sort of amplify the feeling of mystery. It doesn't I even love really mean anything. Right. It's just a fun, mysterious thing. Yeah. As a as a sort of character, she is considered to be treacherous and merciless. If you cannot solve the riddle she gives you, you'll befall a horrible fate, being killed or possibly <gasps> devoured. Oh no. I infrequently come across the word devoured. Yeah. 
That's a fun one. I was happy to see it. Yeah. The word sphinx comes from a Greek word meaning meaning to squeeze oh, or to so tighten up. Is like they're squeezing information from you? Do you think it's that's the association with why it's called the sphinx? That's interesting. I had not considered Because why else? Well, here's why. Okay. Because the body, the haunches of a lion, mm-hmm. the way a lioness would kill her prey is by biting the thro- throat and holding until they die. It's Oy. strangulation. Yeah. Squeeze. Oh, okay. I see. The big squeeze. Yeah. Uh, there was a historian named Susan Wise Bauer, though, who thinks that the word sphinx came from an Egyptian term for a living image, hmm. meaning that the sphinx is a sort of statue of right. a person. Um, <clears throat> all right. Here's a weird thing about the, the sphinx, the great sphinx of Giza mm-hmm. in Egypt. No one knows for sure when it was built. There are differing opinions of when this whole thing was put together. Ancient Egypt is fascinating. It's very fascinating. Uh, Some people like argue that the way the stone is worn out means that it's from this era. Mm -hmm. There's some who say, no, it's from this one. Exactly. (laughs) There are even a bunch of people who sort of agree that the Sphinx is meant to look like the great Pharaoh Khafra. Mm. But then there are some people who go, actually, it predates Khafra. Huh. So basically, nobody knows. No one knows. Put a big stamp of a question mark on the Sphinx. Uh, So the Sphinx in folklore shows up primarily in Greek and Egyptian mythology, generally considered to be super powerful, a deadly sort of guardian who frequently is found near temples. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there are two commonly cited riddles that the Sphinx would give to travelers. Uh, Here's the first one, the one that I think most of us associate with the Sphinx. Which creature has one voice and yet becomes four-footed and two-footed and three-footed? I don't know. It's a version of the same riddle, which is what walks on four limbs in the morning, two in the afternoon, and three at night. You haven't heard this? I don't know. Oh, I'm actually surprised. Yeah. What do you think it is? What walks on four feet, two feet, and then three feet? I don't know. Hmm. Well, Oedipus answered, Uh man who crawls on all fours as a baby. Oh, okay. So morning, afternoon, night is symbolic of... Then, oh, that's right. I have heard this. It's and, very classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then that's walks right. on two feet as, as an adult and then uses a walking right, stick can. in old age. That's right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't count as a foot. Nice try, Eddie. Sorry, Oedipus. Mm. Here's the other riddle. I had never heard this one before. There are two sisters. One gives birth to the other, and she, in return, gives birth to the first. Who are the two sisters? I don't know. You get eaten by the Sphinx. Okay. Is it like life and death or is it like something, you know what I mean? Like something more heady? Yes. Is it? <laughs> what is <laughs> All it? Right. Maybe the Sphinx burps you up a little bit. <laughs> Day and night. Okay. A sort of endless cycle. Yes. A yeah. conceptual thing. Yeah. In some depictions, if you answer the Sphinx's riddle correctly, she will throw herself off her perch to her death. <laughs> oh my God. Or she will eat herself. <laughs> You know, either or. <laughs> yeah. Off her perch. I mean, isn't she just like on the earth usually? One I guess I'm picturing other. like a giant sphinx that you like go into. Right. Sort of. So you just like fall over down. them. Well, in some depictions, she's up on like a really high cliff or a pedestal. Or yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so this brings us to a very important information. In Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. Harry encounters a sphinx in a maze at the end of the Triwizard Tournament. That's right. It asks him a riddle. Saying to Harry that 
upon me asking you the riddle, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, stay silent and I will allow you to walk away unscathed. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you answer me correctly, I will move aside. If you answer me and you're incorrect, I'm going to attack you. (laughs) Which I think is really... Yes. I had forgotten this. Yeah. I think it's really interesting for it to be like, I will respectfully allow you to back away from me. Right. If, If you're willing to admit that you don't know. If you try and fail... I'm going to attack you. Yeah. Which called to mind another really important thing. Will Ferrell's impression of Harry Carey, mm. who would frequently say like, if you were made of spare ribs, <laughs> would you eat yourself? <laughs> and if you say yes, he'd go, correct answer. If you just said no, I would have come at you hard. Oh my God. A sphinx of sorts. <laughs> A real sphinx of sorts. Correct. So here's the here's the riddle that the sphinx asked. Harry Potter, not yeah. Harry Carey. Yeah. For Harry Carey and the <laughs> the moon made of cheese. Yeah. First think of the person who lives in disguise, who deals in secrets and tells naught but lies. Next, tell me what's always the last thing to mend, the middle of middle and the end of end. And finally, give me the sound often heard during the search for a hard-to-find word. Now string them together and answer me this. Which creature would you be unwilling to kiss? Oh. Do you what, know the answer? No. What is it? Spider. <laughs> oh, er. Okay. Spy de is the end of end. Okay. The middle of middle. And er. She's clever. Did he get it? Yeah. I guess he did, right? I think so. Yeah, he must have. He must have because he proceeded. Yeah. I think oh, I wish he hadn't. So stupid. It's not the best, right? It, no, it's not good. I don't like it. Anyway, she moves aside and, and he fights an acro, acromantula next. So it's sort appropriate. Of a, it was a spider. It was a, a, kind of a hint of what he'd have to right. do next. Additional Harry Potter Sphinx fact. Yes. I found a Harry Potter wiki <laughs> <laughs> where when they talk about the Sphinx, they, they point out in the extended material, in yeah. the sort of like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. That, uh, there on was, Joe's site. There, yeah. There was a wizard named Crispin Cronk <laughs> who was thrown in Azkaban because he insisted on keeping sphinxes in his backyard. Oh, my God. Crispin Cronk. He flew too close to the sun, too close to the sphinx. Imagine combing through the extended lore of Harry Potter and being rewarded with Crispin Cronk. Crispin Cronk. He's in the video games. You get his picture on a pack of chocolate frogs. Really? Crispin Cronk. Well... Yeah, you know. I went to jail. Anyway. <laughs> okay, now let's stay on Harry Potter for a minute because I looked up the Animagi. Ah, the that's wizards, a good idea. The wizards who are able to turn into animals. Yeah. Uh, the way that Harry's father and uh, the other uh-huh. uh, marauders that's right. were able to do. That's Wormy, a good idea. Wormtail. Uh, Mooney. Pa- Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prong. Correct. Prongs. Yeah. What is it? Prongs. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked up how you become an Animagus because mm-hmm. they mention in... Harry Potter, that they're, it's heavily regulated. Yeah. Every wizard who's an animagus and can transform into an animal has to be on a list. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to learn how to do it. It's incredible that James Potter and Sirius Black and right. Remus Lupin, well, he was a werewolf, and Peter Pettigrew were yeah. able to figure out how to do it alone as kids. Here's how you do it according to the extended lore. Part of the process by which one becomes an animagus is by holding the leaf of a mandrake in their mouth for an entire month. You use the leaf for the reciting of a potion, of a uh, reciting of an incantation 
during the sort of like potion that you're 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 making in your mouth, I guess. Huh. So that's kind of like the werewolves uh, drinking a beer and reciting an incantation. You're absolutely right. It's like imbibing combined with spell work. I I actually okay. I actually kind of like that now. I had not. I had looked at this as being kind of like a silly answer to a question that uh-huh. no one was asking. Maybe it's one of those weird things where it actually lines up. Maybe you like you know what I mean. Like she Part did like folklore. research. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once the initial training is over, an animagus can then change at will with or without the use of a wand. Animagi who take on the form, this is, uh, this is what they said on the wiki, which seemed unnecessary to me. Okay. Animagi who take on the form of a species capable of flight can enjoy the sensation <laughs> without the need of broomsticks, flying carpet, or flying on, riding on flying animals. I mean, yeah, I'd assume. Right? Isn't that... Uh, yeah, yeah. of course they're going to enjoy the sense Yeah. Old uh, J.K. Rowling herself, mm. her old pal, stated that she would fancy an otter, her favorite animal, as her animagus form. Though she, if she actually transformed, she suspects she might be a guinea pig or something, which would be quite embarrassing. Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, um, I think Hermione's Patronus is an otter. So I guess she kind of, you know... Yes, there's a lot in the Harry Potter community about whether or not your Patronus, mm-hmm. which appears to be some sort of a an animal representation of who you are as a person, right. is the same as what your animagus form would be. Ah, mm-hmm. that is worth questioning. Yes, somehow they, they are... You don't choose what animal you get to be, by the way. You turn into whatever, whatever you're, you're meant to be. Like. Yeah. So Peter Pettigrew being a little... A little rat. Yeah. Was quite, a little snitch. Was quite apropos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I was actually looking into, I, I might reread the Harry Potter books. It's been a long time. And it feels like a comforting read right now. Yes. And uh, they're on Kindle Unlimited, just so you know. I don't have that, but I might sign up for a trial. That's right. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I looked up a few. This is now just sort of like a quick quick little section because we're getting to the end here but I thought that they were fun nonetheless Yeah. since we're talking about animals and since we're about to build our Animal Crossing villages sometimes using monsters that we've been discussing on this episode Mm -hmm. here are just a few more to add to the the pile the pot yeah sort of bits and bobs if you will perfect so in the world of comic books and uh, you know comic book movies there are a ton of superheroes and super villains who take their name and characteristics from the animal kingdom Mm -hmm. one of the biggies obviously is Spider-Man who was bitten by a radioactive spider and got the ability to climb walls and shoot webs and stuff like that right but I really want him to be more of a monster Mm -hmm. I would love it if he had you know gotten hairy arms and eight eyes and stuff like that what would Peter Parker be like thankfully the comic books sort of have an answer Ah. because there are horror depictions of Spider-Man. That makes, I mean, it makes total sense. I love Spider-Man either way, but oh, I'm totally. excited to hear this. Yes. So evidently in 1992 from the Infinity War comic, hmm. Infinity War the movie is based on an arc in the comic books called yes. the Infinity War. I did not know about this character though. Yeah. Uh, there were evil doppelgangers of the superheroes created that they would have to battle. By the way, sounds like a terrific thing to do with the future of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that sounds totally sweet. What a great way to bring back Tony Stark without bringing back Tony Stark and giving our heroes who we love. That's insane. A villain to fight that sort of hurts them in their emotional core. Yeah, right. That sounds awesome. Yes. What a good loophole. I know. And there's source material for the loophole. So it doesn't even feel cheap. A thousand percent. That's awesome. Very, very fun. Very scary. So there was a clone created of Peter Parker, which was created to be a mindless, heavily spiderized version of him. So it's not like the sexy bad boy 
Peter Parker from the Spider-Man 3. His dark doppelganger three, who right? loves yeah. jazz. Yeah. yeah. And eyeliner. Now dig on this. <laughs> that is he says so in that movie. Good. Amazing. No, this doppelganger has six arms, mm. giving it eight limbs total, of course. Wait, that's eight arms, eight hot dogs. Eight arms. Hot dogs are coming eight. up a lot in this thing. You're right. When I was a teenager. My Famously. <laughs> this was incredible. It's incredible. When I was a teenager, I came home and I brought some friends over and I think we were going to watch Spider-Man in the basement or something. And yeah. our mom mom greeted us at the door and was like, hey, guys, <laughs> what are you going to do? And so we're like, we're going to go in the basement and watch Spider-Man. And we must have been 16 or 17. Mom goes, Spider-Man? What does he have? Like eight arms? And then pulling it from nowhere, she goes, oh, like she's got a great idea. Yep. Eight arms? Eight hot dogs. Ow, ow, ow. Mimes eating ow, hot dogs ow. coming at her from every possible direction. <laughs> Just kind of like, cool, Mom. We'll see you later. It was great. It was wonderful. That's so funny. I loved it, and that memory has lived on. It's legendary. It really, really is. Comes up not infrequently. No. So this doppelganger has six arms, eight limbs total, mm-hmm. eight razor arms, eight hot dogs. sharp teeth, and razor sharp claws. It lacks Peter Parker's intelligence and compassion. Oh. It is mindless and vicious. To a certain extent. Oh, I had this from the from a wiki. You can find the link for the source on this. It's it's brought back again or modified or something, and it's given the brain of a small dog. What? Yeah. So it's a human spider body with the mind of a dog turning into something of a pet for the other evil bad guys. Oh, my God. So it's just this, like, creature that you can sick on people, and then this eight-limbed thing is running at you with razor-sharp teeth. Holy crap. Really crazy. Yeah. Really crazy. There's a version of Peter Parker called Man Spider. Mm-hmm. Spider Man. Okay. This is when Peter Parker tried to cure his condition and accidentally furthered his mutation, oh. turning hairy and growing extra limbs. Oh, he made himself extra spidery. Very Jeff Goldblum the fly. Yeah. Very right. science experiment gone wrong. Right. And now I'm less than human. Very scary, very cool. cool. Spider Man has a very iconic villain, the mm-hmm. lizard, mm-hmm. who is his uh, college professor, Kurt Connor. Yeah. Who lost one of his arms in when he served in the army mm-hmm. uh, and became obsessed with the reptilian limb regeneration. Like a lizard, if it, you know, if you pick it up by its yeah. tail, it can detach its tail and grow it back. Right. He became obsessed with that and his experiment went, went wrong. He got his arm back, but became a giant lizard monster. Yeah, man. it's a sweet one. Very similar to Spider-Man. Right. Batman. Batman has a bunch of animal villains. Killer Croc. Real name Waylon Jones, who was born with a condition that, depending on the interpretation, either gives him hard, leathery skin that people make fun of him and call him a crocodile, mm-hmm. or literally has a condition that is devolving him into a reptile. Yeah, he's crocodilian. Yes, but the fascinating thing about Waylon Jones is that primarily he is just kind of a crazed serial killer Mm -hmm. he when he was a boy he lived with his aunt and she would mock him mercilessly think aunt petunia yeah and call him lizard boy and stuff and berate him he eventually murdered her and he grows into a cannibal and he eats people and kills people that's what he is he's not like a fun mob boss he's not like you know the penguin no this is dark yeah he's a serial killer bad guy yeah or think red dragon with the grandma constantly mocking. Yeah, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he becomes a dragon man. Yes, yeah. and then kills grandma. 
Fun fact, you can ride with him for your pleasure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He would love it. Yes. Now, very similar to Man Spider. I don't know which one of these came first. Mm -hmm. There is a Man Bat in the Batman universe. His name is Kirk Langstrom. I'm going to shock you. He was researching bats. (laughs) They became one. So You don't say. They became one. Now, it's cool. All right. All right. The last thing I have to say to you, and then we can talk about our villages. Yeah. I, I found out. I found out. This is not superheroes anymore. There's no more fun in games, Kristen. Okay. All the right. Big stuff. This is the big guns. Ready to buckle down. There was a TV show called Manimal. Okay. <laughs> There's a TV show called Manimal from 1983 that was billed as like a man can transform into any animal to help the police solve crimes. Oh my god. Here's from the Wikipedia. While Jonathan had the ability to change himself into any animal, he would transform into a hawk and a black panther in nearly every episode. (laughs) That's really funny. That's (laughs) all they had. There were only seven episodes. (laughs) Um, In one episode, he was shown to be able to assume aspects of various animals simultaneously rather than adopt their physical forms. So he could have the agility and speed of a panther or, quote, the fast strike and suppleness of a snake. Uh, I don't find snakes particularly supple. Jonathan, you've become so supple. (laughs) You're like a snake. How are you doing this? This led to the fantastic discovery that Manimal, in 1983, was the subject of much sarcastic ribbing (laughs) by David Letterman. (laughs) He would have a nearly nine-minute segment called Manimal, Show at the Crossroads. That's so funny. Um, Show at the Crossroads. Yeah, he um, he would have a psychic come in to predict whether or not Manimal would come back. The verdict was, quote, nope, not on another network, not in syndication, not on home cassettes. It's a ghost. It's history. It's vapor. Oh, my God. Now, the worst news I could have possibly read comes next. There is a risk. Of Manimal coming back? Manimal the movie starring Will Ferrell. So... Oh, you know what? I came across that. I saw something about Will Ferrell and I just didn't really register it, but I was looking something up and I saw Will Ferrell's name in there. It might happen. And I was just like, I don't know what this is. There have been I've been receiving threats on the internet. That, <laughs> might, <laughs> that might happen. And there you go. Those are my weirdo animal people that I, I That's awesome. Up. Again, a total mess. I don't even know how to like Write the show notes for this episode. <laughs> Just put the links. It's all you Just can do. The, I guess that's true. Here, roll right into your Animal Crossing Oh, okay. Home. All right. Sure. Yeah. So here's what I came up with. We're going to, on uh, Friday, the Animal Crossing game hits Nintendo Switch. Kristen and I will be you know, going fishing. We'll get our yeah. bug nets. We'll be trying to build a museum. It's going to be a simpler life. owl who runs the museum. We're going to be Ooh, living there are museums? lives. Visiting each are there literally? Villages. Is oh, there a museum? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You can dig up like fossils and stuff and try to build like a T-Rex. Oh, that's awesome. In the the museum, if it's like the old games at least. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll be visiting each other's stuff. Oh, Maybe yeah. you can visit ours. Look yes, for by all means. codes in the show notes if you're on the Switch and you have Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But here is my horror Animal Crossing, my Manimal Crossing. <laughs> First of all, my town will be named Willsboro. Oh, I didn't think about naming the town. Yes. Okay. Very good. Much like Woodsboro. Yes. Scream, but Willsboro. Yes. Um, there will be spooky hairless cats <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> the Loveland Frogman will be hanging out on the side of roads, sometimes under a poorly lit bridge. Ooh. You might, you might see him and then look back and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Very good. The Krampus 
will be jumping from roof to roof each toy day, which is the Animal Crossing equivalent of Christmas. Toy day. It's real world clock, by the way. If you log into Animal Crossing at night, it's night in the game. If you log in on December 25th, it's a holiday. That's part of what I found very exciting. Yep. Very pleasant. Very Mm -hmm. pleasant. Very childish. Baphomet can show up in my village. Ooh. You know, I'm saying is there going like to be controversy fact, over? No, I know. Is, I hope we all understand. This is my fun yes, imagination. It's a this. fantasy. Yeah, um, yeah. Baphomet will show up and do its iconic pose. Yep. And yammer about balance in the universe. <laughs> Great. There everybody, is, everybody walks a little faster. Yes. When Baphomet's around, here's an Animal Crossing deep cut. Way back in the beginning, so much of the game is based on like you making incredibly minute changes to your town. Yeah. That if you turned off your system without saving it. It might screw something up. So the next time you log back in, there would be a mole who would <laughs> pop out of the ground next to you named Mr. Rossetti, who would truly, it would take like five minutes of mashing through his dialogue boxes where he's going like, why would you do that? Why would you turn it off without saving? I'm telling you, I keep telling you, you can't do that. That's... You're supposed to save. Do you know why you're supposed to save? And it's like iconic I guess Animal it Crossing. drives the point home. So in my version, Baphomet is just telling you about balance <laughs> in the universe and spiritualism and stuff. And and you have to keep hitting A to get through it all until it's finally done. That's really funny. Uh, there might be, I might cultivate a little grove of trees, a little forest there where the Jersey Devil can live. Ooh. Perhaps even the version of the Blair Witch that Mary Brown claims to have seen in the original movie, which is a woman covered in hair. Very slick. Horse, fine horse hair. Very slick way to incorporate. I want that horse from the Denver International Airport to be posed in the center of town. Ooh. Perhaps with a sensor bar. Yeah. There will be a sphinx who guards the entrance to my town. So should Kristen decide to stop by... I'll never get in. So I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, you'll have to answer some riddles. It's going to be tough. Um, There would be a mini game where the animals... uh, Oh, this is so stupid. There would be a mini game where a bunch of animals have been using a a matter transporter. Okay. And then they come through with their limbs all mixed up, (laughs) kind of like the fly. (laughs) And so then you have to put them right again. Um, I definitely want a big vampire Batman, it says in here. And then the final thing that I've got is that um, Cat Hermione is in my bathroom and refuses to come out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be my monster Animal Crossing, my idealized Guide to the Unknown video game where I live alongside animal monsters. That's incredible. Okay, so here's mine. I kind of worked backward from things that I would want in my town. Sure. And then who would inhabit them or work there or whatever. So first of all, uh, the Mothman would live in an abandoned nuclear power plant. We don't use that. We use solar and wind power in my town. So there's no need for it. Excellent. But we just like to have them there. I love it. It's good to have an abandoned area of town that you feel is a little, you should probably avoid that, but I also find it exciting. Plus it makes you, it gives you that feeling of like, you know what? I've got a good right here. Yeah. 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 Something to compare yourself to. Um, I would probably want like a tea or coffee place for people to hang out. Uh, I If I go to a coffee place, I tend to get matcha lattes because too much coffee gives me anxiety. Sure. Um, matcha is originally Japanese. So I looked it up and there is a creature called a, a ninjin who I would have work in my coffee shop. Um, the shop can be by a lake because this is a water creature from Japan. It's kind of like Bigfoot-esque. Sometimes Uh-oh. it's told to be whale-like. So whichever version's there, I want them working at my coffee shop. So when you go to the coffee shop, it has to be that like behind the coffee bar. Yeah. There's like a little pond back there. Yeah, it has to be right there so that when you get in, the ninjin can come out and serve you. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, so this is a little bit of a stretch, 
But I was thinking that Will-o'-the-Wisps are kind of Firefly-esque, at least. So I would have Will-o'-the-Wisps in lieu of street lamps. I love that. All around lighting it. You might be pleasantly surprised. I had something spoiled for me about Animal Crossing. Old Willy Wisp may be in there. Mm, Mm -hmm. I would like that. Um, I want some woods. I like taking a woods walk. So they're going to need to be there. And I like Bigfoot to be in there because I like knowing that he's out there and I can practice my Squatch calls in there. Ooh, yeah, of course. You're Kristen's classic Squatch calls. I need a place to practice my Squatch calls. Um, I want Dracula bats around to eat the buggies, but I don't want to see them. I find bats scary. Are you perhaps referring to vampire bats? Mm, yeah. Dracula bats. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. But I want them just in the trees, and I don't know they're there. I don't like it, but I want them to eat the bugs around. Blech. And lastly, slash not, because I have a couple of things that aren't quite animals, but I want to mention them. This is the last animal thing, and it works perfectly with what you were talking about. I want Spider-Man, but a more spidery version of Spider-Man. Oh. So... Like one of the things the you were talking about, doppelganger version, um, Spider-Man can work at the movie theater in town. I really like going to the movies because he's got so many eyes to watch the movies. He would love working there. Well, wait a minute. Do you think we enjoy the movies more than a Cyclops would because we have two eyes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess we can watch 3D movies, though. That's true. He could watch like 9D movies. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. it, he would just like it. He thinks he it's fun. He could also take have... the tickets. He could take everybody's tickets at once. Yeah, very. he would work really, really quickly because of all those eyes. He could have one eye on each screening mm. somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Wonderful. And then the last two that are, they don't really fit into our thing, but I thought of them. I also really like Target. And I'd miss Target. So I want a Target in my area. And I thought that Gossamer from the Looney Tunes could work there because he's all red. That big red hairy monster. Gossamer. Oh my god! I was thinking about I, Sweetum. Yes, I was thinking Sweetums from the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Is there? They're very similar. I bet there's Gossamer Sweetums fanfic. Oh god, probably. Well, you Let's guys can look that there. up on your own time. Yeah, no, exactly. but no, no, no. almost oh, leave it there. Okay. They're also not animals, but I would like, as far as creatures, brownies. Those little elf-like creatures, I'd like them to help me with my housework. Oh, that's lovely. I bet they would. Yeah, they like it. Yes, that's what they do for fun. Right. And then that means that Brownies and Daniel Stern, maybe he's driving through and then later on he tells people things about your village. There's this messed up town. Maybe not true. That probably aren't true. And he's like drinking while he's driving. Yeah. Oh, my God. Remember? Mm. Ugh, I know. That. That's the dark uh, part of that episode. For people who are not familiar with uh, deep cuts from Guide to the Unknown, there's literally it's one an of the episode best episodes. on our feed called Brownies and Daniel Stern. It's great. It's really yeah, good. It's wonderful. Yep. Um, so that's it. There you go, everybody. Yeah, so come visit us in our Animal Crossing towns. They won't be quite like that. No. But, I will you know. fill mine with monsters. I will say I've been digging into the 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 like app version, yeah, uh, which a lot of people like point out is like significantly lesser. But there's like a dog mummy oh, that cool. lives in my little town, and my I'm gonna make a tricked out horror village. I mean, if that's an option, Willsboro is gonna be a spooky fun place. If that's the option, I probably am too because yeah. that's my jam. Oh, so it's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be fun. So, so there yeah. you go. It's all about joy bubbly brightness mm-hmm. here on guide to the unknown we're about that That's pleasant life right i'm looking forward to it this weekend leaning hard into it all right everybody thank you so thank much you. for hanging out with us we hope you had a good time learn some things about werewolves yeah the sphinx a goat man uh animorphs yeah 
<laughs> They're slug enemies. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. We'll be back next week for more creepy old stories. Uh, if you want more of Guide to the Unknown, you can follow at GTTUPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can get extra episodes of, of Guide to the Unknown by going to patreon.com slash guide to the unknown. Yep. If you become a patreon.com slash GTTUPod. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Uh, if you back us on the starting at $4 Netherworld Warrior tier, mm-hmm. you're going to get access to like a dozen shows. Yeah. Right off the bat. Totally. You have a lot to dig into. And you'll get anything new that we put up there. And it's video and audio, which is nice. Totally. Uh, hit up tpublic.com slash user slash GTTU pod, mm-hmm. especially right now, because as Kristen pointed out, right. I guess tpub, we didn't even do this. Tpublic themselves yes. have a sale going on right now mm-hmm. so that you can get some some percentage knocked off. Yeah, it's your up order. to 35% off. So check it out. Um, On our social media, I actually put up a post with people's merch that they've already bought that they've taken pictures of. I love seeing it love in it. the wild. So you can check that out to see some kind of real life pictures of some of the things you can get but there's a lot more on the site so tpublic.com slash user slash gttu pod i absolutely love seeing all the pictures that people have sent us yeah, of awesome. their stuff pillows it's trippy shirts hoodies tank tops stuff mm-hmm. like that love it love it love it keep them coming it's so cool it's really really cool we'd also super appreciate it if you left us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you like to leave reviews five stars it's a really big deal because you're kind of vouching for us then to people who might want to listen to the show yeah uh if you want to keep up with us you can also follow Kristen or myself online individually that's right i'm at chillin Kristen on instagram and twitter and i am the myth traveler So thank you all so much. We will see you again next time. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. And to our little animal towns. Yes. It's where my reality is. Really looking forward to it. I can't wait.